Yeah, 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 yeah. One, two, one, two, one, two. Yes, I am. Yes, I am. Have you, Dan, you know what? Have you finally run out? Of what? Of, of song? Yeah. Never. Dan. But I read, this randomly came on. Uh, let me see if I can still find it. I want to see, Dan, how good is your memory? Mm. Mm. Where? where uh, I, I know it's, what this is. The sound recording. of silence. It's always when we start recording that things just start becoming different. Is it? Here we go. Is it? it? I think it's a matter of preparation. Okay. This is the first rap song I ever learned word for word. Do you still can you still rap it, Dan? No, but let's give it a try. Let's <laughs> set the energy. Let's go. Come on, come on, come on. On your mark, ready, set, let's go. Dance for flow, I know, you know, I feel psycho when my new joint hit, just can't miss, gotta get jiggy with it, that's it, now honey, honey, come ride, DKNY, all up in your eye, Prada, dance with a lot of stuff in it, give it to your friend, let's spin, Hey, by bitch, you made the dancing a kid, wishing they was dancing a jig, he with his handsome keys, niggas get ball right from geek with your ball, just bite it, it's for the look, I don't light it, you know, angle they off way. Give it up, Jiggy, make you feel like foreplay. Oh, my car sells so infinite. But Willie Styles all in it. I still rap. I think I missed like four words. Listeners, as you, as you will no doubt have noted, uh, Phil does not have any more of that uh, noise. Oh, 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 okay. No, no. You want to challenge me? But the first song that I learned word for word, let me, let me actually play it. <laughs> let me. No, it's got to be a rap song. Yeah, no, no, obviously, it, obviously, it can't obviously be. I'm not, I'm, 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 I'm not being uh, foolish. Uh, mm-hmm. Okay, here we go. <laughs> uh, this is the first song that I learned word for word. And let me see if I can even remember it. Where is it? Ah, am I am I spelling this wrong? What's going on? <laughs> there we go. All right. Say that I'm foolish, I only talk about jewels Do you fools listen to music or do you just skim through it? See, I'm influenced by the ghetto, you ruined the same dude You gave nothing, I made something through it What I do through and through I'll give you the news It's just his ghetto point of view The renegade, you've been afraid I penetrate pop culture, bring him a lot closer to your block where they Toasters and they live with their moms, got drop roasters from niggas, robberies, niggas crotched over. Mommy's knocked up because she wasn't watched over. But some clown watch child support now. No, he's not around. Now, how that sound here? Jot it down. I'll bring you through the ghetto without riding around, hiding down, ducking straight, frustrated you, stuck in their ways. Just read a magazine that. 
up my day Now how you rate music that thugs relate Nothing relate to it I help them see they way through it Not you Can't step in my pants Can't walk in my shoes Bet everything you work You lose your tie and your shirt Since I'm in a position To talk to these kids And they listen I ain't no politician But I can't Okay not all 32 bars dad We're not doing all 32 bars if the shoe fits I'll wear it But if it don't Then y'all will swallow the truth When it bit Now who's the king of these rude Ludicrous lucrative lyrics Who could inherit the title With the youth and hysterics Using his music hysterics Sharing his views and his merits But there's some huge interference They say you shouldn't hear it Maybe it's hatred I spew Maybe it's food for the spirit Maybe it's beautiful music That made for you to just hear it But I'm debated, determined And hated and viewed in America As a mother Drag addict Like you didn't experiment Nah nah That's when you stop and stare at Who's in the mirror And see yourself as a kid again And you get embarrassed And I got nothing to do But make you look stupid As parents you can do good is too bad you couldn't do good in marriage Now do you have any clue what I had to do to get here? I don't think you do So stay tuned and the key is glued to the stereo Cause here we go He's racist, he's the king of Detroit He's the sinister Mr. Kiss my ass is just yeah, yeah. I, I, I remember I, the Jay-Z I got lost a little bit But the Eminem word for word I got it, I got it That was the first song I ever learned word for word <laughs> I, I, I was just remarking on, on Mike And, and uh, Crims don't remove it How... You're almost possessed, Dan. It was it was weird. <laughs> I, don't, I don't even think your wife makes you that happy. Like, no, it's just a throwback, fool. You know, it's just a reminder to a, a simpler time. You know what it is? It's it's music is not just about music itself. It also, I think that's why when you get older, like you stop preferring the older music because you also link it to emotions and time. Phil, this was a time in my life when my biggest worries were the the test that I had next week. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Yeah. So before before we get into so so. Who watched you on this song? Why, why do we have to do this? It's pretty obvious, man. Who watched you, who watched you on this Philip, song? Philip, Eminem rhymes the entire sentence. He doesn't rhyme the last word or the last two words. The entire sentence rhymes. Do you know how insane that is? I've never heard that, but from anyone else in my life. And not only does the entire sentence <laughs> rhyme. Guys, the look on his face is bad. <laughs> Anyway, finish. What are you saying? What are you saying? What are you saying about your daddy? He's telling a story. It makes sense. He's putting across emotions. He's putting across logic and intellect. And the entire sentence rhymes. Tell me, tell me a rapper. Let's let's get back to regular settings. I heard this. I heard this the first time in Pretoria last year. And wow, this this song, Dan. Where's your mother? Where's your father? Where's your brother? Where's your sister? I wanna where's your future? Oh, Dan, I need to take you to Pretoria. We need to go. Next trip, we need to go. We need to go. I need to, you need to experience this life. Then you'll, you'll start understanding. Phil, you'll understand Phil, where I'm coming from. Are we not worried that we're going to get uh, takedown notices there on Spotify? We, we know what's taking us down. It's the thing. For those of you that don't know, Universal Music Group is on a tear. So... If you're signed to Universal, <laughs> we ain't playing your music no more. <laughs> Wait, hold on. Okay, it's cool. No, snap. No, Jay. No, Jay. Jay-Z. No, but I mean, 
It is. Oh, snap. It is. Oh, damn. Dan, you're going to get us taken down. Look, it is what it is, man. We move. <laughs> yeah. He was. No, no. Yeah, he was still at, he was still at the university. It is what it is. It is what it is. The things we go through as listeners. So listeners, this is the thing. Like, if, if you don't listen to that episode, you might come back next week on Spotify and it's gone. So just a heads up. Always a reminder just to the website. Anyway, Dan, let's start the show, bro. Let's start the show. All right. Um, actually, I, I, um, I was going to give y'all a, a meme. And I want to see, Phil, if, uh, how quick you are to recognize this. I'm sure it'll, it'll come to you quickly. As you know, Phil, I haven't told you what I'm coming with this week. But uh, here you go. reason this video has been in my mind recently is because um are you gonna play are you, are you gonna play the <laughs> i'd actually queued it up the advert no go ahead play <laughs> oh, oh advert i i'd queued this up then this is this this is what i'm feeling right now <laughs> he's a tiger it's a zebra a yaki it's an eagle no, that's not, that's not what I was going to play. That's a The reason it's been, it's because I've been streaming. Uh, so, okay. Here's a, here's background. I've been watching football streaming and I've, I've had access to American streaming. And wait, Dan, are you pirating? Are you pirating content? Of, of course not. Um, as you know, Phil, I have I have international, I have links everywhere in the whole world. But anyway, mm. the reason I prefer the American you're global fam, is you're global man, you're global man, isn't it? Black? Yes, 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 yes. It's because they have probably the most incredible football panel of all time on Paramount and CBS, which is ah uh, yes, yes, Thierry Henry, <laughs> Micah Richards, and um, Jamie Carragher. And mm-hmm. it's just, it's amazing. And, and, and the, commentat- the commentators as well, they got, what's his name? The goat. What's his name? What's his name? What's his name? The, the one that left. No, no, but that's, he's on NBC now, isn't he? He, went, he didn't go to Paramount, he went to NBC. He, he commented, I, I think America probably uses, uh, uh, they probably syndicate it because he's always on CBS commentation. Um, oh, really? What's his name, man? Um, I'm Googling quickly. And li- literally what I'm Googling is goat football. Peter Drury. Goat football commentator. <laughs> Peter Drury does come. Anyway, so I've been, every time at halftime, guaranteed uh, the Uber One ad plays, which uh, has Khalees with her milkshake brings the boys to the yard and Ilvis, what the fuck say. And for some reason, the two of them have, you know, collaborated on several Uber One ads. Um, oh, you mean that ad where, where Diddy's in the studio? E- exactly. Like, yeah. Just trying to figure out the jingle. Exactly. 
ex- that that's the exact one. And uh, they have yeah. put bag. Anyway, so I kept seeing that and I, and, and I was like, man, that, that video was huge. And some quick research. So the song you were hearing about What the Fox Say, it comes from a Norwegian comedy duo. They call themselves Ilvis. They were making, mm-hmm. they were promoting a skit show. They were, they're not really musicians, but they do like music comedy. You know what I mean? They have a skit show over in Norway. It was pretty popular. Uh, it's called Ikveld Mad Ilvis or something. I don't know, Norwegian. Um, and that song and music video was a promo piece for their TV show. But the moment they posted it up on YouTube, people were like, yo, this is about to go viral. And the show, it went viral, currently sitting on 1.1 billion views. Uh, straight after, uh, after this song came out, um, they were approached by Warner Music and they were signed uh, a label deal with Warner Music. And uh, they released some other songs after this, but obviously none of them as, as massive as what the Fox say. But yeah, to me, that's wild that it wasn't even a, like it wasn't even a song or music. It was just a skit. And uh, obviously, as you heard, it's quite mm. ridiculous. But there you go. Another meme for your collection. Some knowledge. Uh, and of course, you can share this knowledge over the water cooler. Right, Phil. Mm, this is this is prime time, prime time, like cocktail conversation. You know what I mean? There's a lunch in the meeting. It's basically a business one. Like, by the way, do you know about what the fuck says? I mean, people, guaranteed promotion. <laughs> guaranteed climbs up the social ladder. You are, you are getting invited to the golf club. Do you know what I'm saying? Just drop that tidbit. But yeah, then, let's, let's, let, let's then, start the yeah, show. I was thinking about it. Do you think, do you think we, are, we, are, we are suffering financially because we don't play golf? <laughs> okay. On the conversation of golf, I literally reached out to someone to give me some quick lessons so that I could learn how to play golf. <laughs> then... <laughs> No, this is what happened. Okay, let me tell you what happened. Let me, let me be open. So, so uh, we, uh, as a radio station at ZFM, we were helping to promo some golf uh, competition. And they gave us, as a courtesy, as part of the, the partnership, that oh, you guys can also field the team if you'd like for this. For this uh, um, uh, uh, they don't call it a competition. What do they call it? Tournament. Whatever they call it. For the golf tournament. And we were like, all right, cool. Let's, 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 let's see if we have a, a ZFM people who know golf. And we were counting, okay, a couple of people, a couple of people. And people were like, yeah, Dan, you sign up. I was like, man, I, I don't know how to play, yo. I can't just go. Anyway, so one of the people who apparently plays golf at work is Miss Red. So I had up Miss Red. I'm like, hey, yeah, Miss Red, can you give me a couple of pointers? She's like, yo, I had to do the exact same thing you're talking about. This is the guy who helped me. And she gave me some guy's number. So I sent her a message. I'm like, my man, I need your help. And he's like, oh, good. You have a set of clubs. I'm like, no. He's like, I, 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 do you want to buy clubs? Or I was like, hang on a second. Then I went to go and check how much clubs cost. And I was like, I, I'll hit you up soon. And that was the end of the conversation. I think I still got my set of clubs at home. Might be worth it. Phil, let's know. do it, man. Let's, cause no, you are I, right. No, I actually, I, I, I kid you not that I, I, I hate golf with that passion. I, I literally <laughs> hate it. So backstory being, um, I was in high school. It's the sounds so latest. Mm-hmm. I just realized I'm like, yo, my high school had golf. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we had golf. There was a golf club in high school. I was just off the thing, like, you know, let me try something new. Plus, I just happened to be dating a girl who was really into golf. She's like, baby, kids spend time. And it was actually quite a smart jet when you're in high school because she's a boarder. 
golf club was every Friday and sometimes on Saturdays. And you'd spend the whole day on the golf course. So essentially, you get to spend the whole day with your babe on a golf course, sometimes in secluded areas. And the the school was covering. So I was like, okay, you know, it makes sense. Get up my uncle. My uncle was very big on golf. He gave me, he, he brought me two sets of clubs. Um, but then I also swing weird because I'm a left-hander, but I was taught the thing right-handed. So it was weird. Anyway, like I, I quit after two weeks. I couldn't stand it. I hate, I hate golf so much. Like everything about it just, oh, the, oh I hate it. But I still might have the golf club. So if, if they're still in Mutari, next time I go, I'll bring them back for you. They were really good there. They were really nice golf clubs. I mean, let's give it a try. I, I, I'm down. I want to, I, I went to the Patri Barn with the missus the other day. And, you know, they have a small little putt-putt course uh, that you can do as a little romantic activity. And they'd be bringing you drinks and you'd be doing the putt-putt. It's very nice under the lights. Very cool. They even had a little jazz band playing. I was like, okay, all right. Of course, she was just like, mm, I mean, having lived in Cape Town. But anyway, the point is, we had a little bit of putt-putt going around. It was nice. It was, it was a good time. It was a good time. And, uh, and mm. you know, it, didn't seem, it didn't seem like I was too bad at it. So perhaps it's something I want to pursue. Anyway, this is, uh, we apologize to you listeners uh, for having had to listen to that extremely elitist conversation. Zimbabwe is in this situation and <laughs> no, here we are talking about. But we actually, we, actually didn't, we actually didn't discuss the, the, the thing I brought up. With. And I'm, it's a genuine question. Mm-hmm. Do you think playing golf is worth it for business? So, in fact, while you answer, let me phone Tendai and ask him. Let me, let me put him on the spot. Do you know we haven't even started the podcast yet? Okay. It's it's fine. We're all over we're all over the show today, Dan. We're vamping. We didn't prepare, okay? We gotta create content <laughs> somehow. <laughs> Once upon a time, I genuinely believed that if you provided a good service and had a good product and presented yourself well, you would get Hello. business. I now know that that's hold on, lower hold on, hold down on. list of priorities. Hello. My guy, you, uh, this is a quick one. You're live Sorry, on the podcast. I'm calling you. You're, you're, you're on the podcast. So don't say anything incriminating. Don't say what we did last night. Okay. But okay. <laughs> genuine question. As someone who's now like you are super invested in the world of golf. You are, you are there. You're you 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 damn near the, the spokesperson for the black <laughs> golfers of South Africa. Um, genuine question from a business standpoint. If I don't play golf, but I'm, I'm considering on playing golf just for the networking and business opportunities. Do you think it's worth it? Yes, it is. So if I have to come out of pocket for $2,000 for a set of clubs, 300 for, for golf shoes, maybe all in, I'm like four grand in. When will I start seeing results? When, when, when will my money come back? Oh, that's a hard one. That's a hard one. Um, firstly, I wouldn't say it'll cost you 4000 to get in. You could probably get in for Closer to 1.5, um, secondhand club. Tindo, Tindo, you see, you know how I dress. <laughs> Do you think I'm coming in dressing like a poor? Come on, man. Come on. I'm, I'm getting the Jordan golf, golf, golf shoes, man. Come yeah, on. but the funny thing about golf is if you try too hard, that also puts people off. So you sort of have to strike a balance. <laughs> There's a dynamic you have to understand, Phil. You know what I mean? You just go in there with your poverty mindset. Yeah, yeah. No. I, I, like, <laughs> Also, also, do you just approach people? But anyway, do you just like approach people um, and say, "How long you, you just approach them and say, good day, sir. I'd like to play golf.'" 
Dan, you know you've been speaking over our guest for the past 30 seconds. He's trying to say something. You so how long did it take for you to see a return? I have important, I have important questions. A couple of things, right? If, you, if you're a slightly better golfer, that tends to work to your advantage because more people want to play with you. So you could see some form of a return literally mm. in like six months, right? Um, I know as some guy, he came from overseas. He played like in two or three like society matches and people liked how he played. He was quite competent. Um, and they, they, they drew a liking to him. If you're not a strong golfer, it's a little bit harder because you then don't get paired with cool people. But at least at the end of the round, you do get to hang out with cool people. So it just takes a bit more time for you to build that trust. Um, so I would say two years. <laughs> so you're going to be how many thousand in and then two years later? <laughs> I might as well play yeah, the lottery. Like the type of people. So I can give you an example. Today, I was, I had like a, a glass of wine with a billionaire who I met at golf, you know. Mm. Um, mm. Although I'm, I'm not yet in a position to ask him for anything, we are in each other's phone books. Like he's now someone I can call up and just be like, hey, what's up? Out of respect for, you know, the unwritten mm. code of golf society, you don't just rush to start selling someone business ideas and stuff. Um, but the people I've met mm. are... Like I, I can't think of any other environment where I would meet people like that. <sighs> you see, this is what I don't like about you. Like, now you've convinced me. I'm like, ah, damn it! Ah, but no, I still hate it. But anyway, thank, th- thank you for for joining to be uh, for agreeing to be part of the podcast, even though I gave you no prior warning or consent. Um. What, what do you want our listeners to know? Where, where can they get hold of you if they want your services? Why don't you tell them about your, your, your company and the services you provide? As long as you don't obviously intrude on our territory. So, um, geez, and you really could be off guard. Um, my name is Tim Dailuo. I run a marketing and communications consultancy called David and Langton. We specialize in high-end hospitality, leisure, and lifestyle clients. Um, you can follow me on LinkedIn. That's pretty much where I'm most active and share a lot about, you know, the industry. Um, that's T-E-N-D-A-I-L-U-W-O on LinkedIn. And our website is davidlangton.co.za. Ah, you really sorted. And have you have you uploaded your AI headshots <laughs> to your LinkedIn? I think those are... Those no, I have not. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, what a disaster. No, <laughs> Anyway, uh, that's a little inside joke. But yeah, cool, no, thanks, thanks to the man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. you up right. later. <laughs> Here we go, Phil. Golf uh, it is. We got to do We got to do it. You know, let's hit up, Mr. Head. Yo, that'd actually be... Ah, damn. I've actually got a, a, an idea of a dope show. Mm. I don't know. Should we say it on the podcast? In fact, screw it. Ideas, ideas. We said it last week, damn it. Ideas are free. <laughs> we call up Mr. Head. Ms. Red teaches us how to play golf. Comedy ensues. Look, th- that's good. This is, this is excellent. I've heard your idea for a TV show. It would be great. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Ms. Red teaching us how to... Let's, let's call her and pitch this to her. <laughs> <laughs> See, this is what you guys get 
sometimes on the show. Let's see if we still have pull in these streets. <laughs> oh, wait, why am I connected? Here we go. Hello? Hello, Miss Red, you're live on the podcast. Don't say anything that will incriminate you or me. Okay. I mean, you can say something. Okay, all right, cool. So no. Phil and I are discussing. <laughs> <laughs> Phil and I are discussing that we want to we want to learn how to play golf because it's clearly very important for our business interests. Then I told her that I had asked you to teach me, and his idea is we can create a TV show where Miss Red teaches the two broke trembles how to play golf. Wow! What do you think? And hilarity ensues. You got hilarity ensues is the key point. Then you got to add that. Oh wow, guys! Okay, I'm ready when you're ready, but I don't know if you're ready, ready like really ready. Do you have a spare set of clubs? But they're lazy <laughs> clubs. You do Dad, know. Do you think you and Miss Red use the same size clubs? Oh Lord! And you know how Miss Red, I am. this is no. This is the. This is part of the show. No. We try to use your clubs. <laughs> it turns out they're lady clubs, and they're oh. too short because you're so short. And wow. then wow, no, I'm not doing it. You have to bring your own clubs. I can hire clubs for you. <laughs> that works, right? I can get two. We start off with two to each, which are your length, because you guys are tall, eh? Okay, look, okay. On a serious tip, Wait, I know. Are you I, saying I know two? So, so what? We get a driver, we get a driver and a part, and that's it. So, like, well, if you're on a part two, we're screwed. Is that what you're saying? Well, no, no. <laughs> no, no. I've got a better idea, guys. We just shoot the pilot, then use the pilot to get free uh, sign ups to all the golf clubs. Wait, are you doing this as a shit? Is this a shit or you're really trying to learn golf? I mean, who learns... No, who learns golf for fun? It's always a shit. Everyone learns golf for a shit. I, mean, I learned way. golf for fun. Okay, well, it was for my mind, but I, I never learned it as a shit. What's wrong with you? Where, where, where did you grow up? Name is Red. Ma? There's not a single person in the world who plays golf for fun. They do it because they know... <laughs> <laughs> that's the problem, you see. That, that's the misconceptions around golf. It doesn't. You don't have to have money to play golf. You just have to have a little bit of time. Oh no! And then you later on invest as you go. You don't need to splash out in the beginning. Of course, but yeah. the reason you're playing it is to meet one one. No, it's for me to get to clear my mind to uh, you know practice just you know mindfulness. I think golf is a lot of mindfulness. The problem with people like nah. you is that you believe everything nah, is shit. The problem with people t- like me, you is that t- you believe everything is t- shit. T- t- <laughs> you, know, you know something else that something else that can help your mind? Draft. What? Why do you do that draft? <laughs> and then you could have joined no. draft competitions no. and tournaments. No, it's not the same. <laughs> I, I exercise. I exercise. <laughs> and I'm mindful. So actually, in me, I'm not a problem. Stop thinking of it like a shit. <laughs> oh man oh gosh yeah ah no that's not sick Woo, that was funny anyway no, oh, no. while we have Miss Red uh, uh, on the podcast Miss Red is the MC by the way at uh, Ja Praise's album launch mm-hmm. oh nice 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 yo yo so uh, uh, I mean this is we're going to talk about it later in the podcast but uh, since we have you on uh, what are you looking forward to at this launch I'm looking forward to myself on stage at the launch yeah Lovely. 
No, you mean it in 2023. Hashtag that. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Mm. While we're on the subject, Miss Red, please tell King to return my phone calls. I don't know why he's been waiting for me this week. <laughs> he he's just assuming up, you want free tickets. He's up until Monday. Maybe on Monday. Try him on Monday. Sure. I'm trying. To, okay, I can't say it on air. Exactly. He actually yeah, needs to doing. pick up this phone call. I know what you're doing. Don't do it. He just, need, no, he, need, just, he needs to pick Phil, up. Phil, I've got to wait. Let me add Keen to this call. No, he's busy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm adding Keith to the score. Oh jeez! I'm adding. Keith. Is it? Is it? Is he gonna pick up? You think he's let's gonna try, pick up? Let's try. Let's see. He won't pick try. up. I can if almost Keith picks guarantee, up after he's been blue ticking me all week, ah, I can almost it's guarantee ringing. his phone is off. Ah, it's ringing. No. Well, I mean, it's a WhatsApp call, so I won't know. I'm... <laughs> yeah, I don't think he'll pick up your phone call. I almost know he won't pick up your phone call. Because I thought I think she doesn't rate us, bruh. She doesn't rate us. Right. She doesn't rate us. No, I don't. Not not No, because I saw him busy. So it's not about <laughs> you. It's just about I saw him being busy. Oh, no, it's okay. Oh, no. you you see, see, he's not answering. Ah, I told you. I'm literally about to switch off my phone. What is trago? My tickets go. Goodbye. The person you are dialing is not available ah, oh. at the moment. Please try again later. Ah, no, it's fine. It's fine, Miss Red. I was going. I was going to bring you your birthday gift. Now you're being funny. Ah, ah, oh, I want. We are fair exchange. Trade, trade. Cha, cha. All right, Miss Red. Bye-bye. 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 Bye-bye, Miss Red. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> okay. Okay, all right, Phil. This, 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 and, this, episode, and we still haven't started the show. This episode's already a mess. <laughs> I don't know. This episode's already a mess. Uh, at least someone, t- Phil. Two people have picked up our phone call today. So look, it, 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 uh, we're doing well. You know, I mean, but so that's a seventy-five percent hit rate. We're doing okay. We're doing good. We're doing good. All right, all right, Phil. Are you good to go? Sound of the now. Let me hear a drum play. Give me a Right. Wagwan, me brethren, they wagwan, wagwan, me good, me good, me good. Welcome to another episode of Two Brock Twimbos. It's your boy, Danny, that guy, aka Danos, the Mad Titan, aka Tenfoot, Wekumaraini, aka Denimbi, my life, your entertainment, aka I'm done with these streets. Never allow me to be the one to defend a law that didn't exist in the first place, aka Akuna Moon when did move? You know, I'd I'd lunch I'd lunch next door to next ne- next to him on on Friday, and I was mm, at at, at uh, HQ. Uh, <laughs> no, at Capote. Okay, cool. <laughs> I thought you I thought you'd been invited. <laughs> oh 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 oh! Hey, I don't want to be on I don't want to be on the radar like that, bro. I do not want to be on that mailing list. 
And he's here with the, with the unmistakable, the irrefutable, the unquestionable, the undeniable Phil Chad, aka Flint Floss, the big boss, the big pizza B, aka Sex into the Lovu, aka Filthy Phil, aka DJ Mkaradi, and of course, Shamwari. Welcome, 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 ladies and gentlemen, another episode. As usual, we're going to start off with some positive vibes, positive energy. So we're going to give you some Zimbabweans doing it big, courtesy of our producer. I would like to shout out none other than uh, uh, an alumnus, shall we say, of Zimbabweans doing it big. Chipo Chung, who is uh, starring in the new Apple TV show that's called Look, I've only seen it written down. I don't know how it's pronounced. But um, <clears throat> congratulations to her for uh, uh, coming through on uh, this uh, silo or silo or s- mm. silo uh, Apple TV show. It's a new science fiction series uh, based on uh, some novels by uh, a writer by the name of Hugh Howie. And it revolves around the discovery of shocking secrets by an engineer who navigates or investigates the mysterious deaths of residents uh, in a town or something, I guess. I don't know. I can't wait to watch it. Uh, but yeah, so shout out to Chipo Chang, uh, Zimbabwean. She, she's been in Zimbabwe for a while, or she was in Zimbabwe for a while, and then I guess she's back to shooting. Uh, she played... Yeah, uh, who was she with? Uh, someone messaged us when they were there. I think it might have been Gilmore. Was it Gilmore? I, I actually... There, there's several spaces that I saw her with people that I know, uh, that I know and I, I like really wanted to like meet and get contact so that we can at least have her on the podcast or call her or something. Because I mean, she is she is a somewhat accomplished actor, uh, actor, and uh, yeah. So, uh, but uh, clearly, since she's been shooting uh, for Apple TV Plus, I guess she's no longer here, unless she was shooting over Zoom. I mean, um, but yeah. Shout out to Chipo Chang, uh, uh, Zimbabweans doing it big this week. Also, want to give a shout out to uh, Winky D for being awarded the best African dancehall entertainer at the 40th International Reggae and World Music Awards. Best in Africa. Nice. Shout out to Winky D, man. Shout out to Winky D. And uh, we also got a submission via our website. Uh, that's superoctimbos.com. Uh, someone who sent us uh, some Zimbabweans doing it big. Is it your friends? I don't know. But uh, big shout out to, uh, let me see. I have them over here. Uh, two Zimbabweans by the name of Tendai Chitapi and Oliver Windrum who grew up together as boarding schoolmates in Zimbabwe. And uh, together they have formed a company called Kuronga. And they are using it to apply for $1 million uh, from the Milk and Motsepe, uh, uh competition, I guess, uh, in Agritech. So they've basically created a, a, a solution and uh, hopefully they will win some money. And uh, yeah, and because of this shout out, they'll probably be like, you know what? We want to hire the two book Twimbos to assist us in marketing our our. Uh, um, product and we will uh, allocate 20% of our budget to pay them. Nice. Nice. Yeah, that Zimbabweans doing it big. Uh, let's wrap up any open uh, issues from our last episode, Phil. Um, in our last episode, the budgeting out loud episode. Anything you feel that we need to discuss? Oh. Times are tough, Dan. They are last. <laughs> Sometimes I last. I mean, we spoke a little about about, oh. yeah, about Ed Sheeran's, um, you know, victory. Mm-hmm. And uh, since then, I've gone from strength to strength. 
Man. He's been on a tear. On a tear. He's got a new album coming out. He's doing live shows on the front page of Apple Music and Apple TV. Oh, by the way, I just got a notification that uh, my wife's dad paid for uh, Apple TV subscription for us. Thank you. Hey, good man. So, uh, yeah, that's great. And, uh, wait, Dan, time out, 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 time out. What's the problem? As the head of a household, are you on someone else's family plan? Phil, that will never work on me. If I can get on, I'll be on your, if you got space on your plan, Phil, add me. Dragoon's the head of household. Let me tell you how bad it is. All right. So, I have an Amazon account, right? I have an Amazon Web Services account that uh, my brother has been using. My bill this month was $50. It's, a, it's those, you know, those elastic billing ones where they pay you more the more you use. Yeah. I'm like, I thought I was paying like 12, 13 bucks a month for this. It's like, oh, ah, yeah. No, I started uh, putting some add-ons. Ish. I was like, why well, you can put add-ons on your own dime? Sheesh. Well, he's working. Well, he's working. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's now working. So, so look. The Shay, I'm I, your... I, I, left, I, I left him at the office today and I left the office at... You saw the time I got in. You see now. Shame. Ah, he's, a, he's, a, he's, a, he's a diligent worker, that one. <laughs> <laughs> anyway... Um, um, yeah, you want to talk about uh, the whole issue about uh, savings? What were you thinking? No, 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 no. I was, I was, I was um, literally just rambling. But Dan, have you noticed there's no or bread in the supermarkets is a little iffy these days. Bread? Um, I don't, I don't think I've really noticed a shortage. Um. <clears throat> Next time you go into the supermarket, have a look. Because I can tell you on good authority, certain bread manufacturers have stopped supplying certain supermarkets. And it's going to get bad. Simply because the rate is doing a higaga. Well, the good news, Phil, is that uh, 75% of Zimbabweans have bread makers uh, that they will bring out from the basements and dust off. Um, yeah, and then how you know what bread? Not bread makers need to work. Then there's a, there's a there's a critical component that they need. Bread makers work just as well at three a.m. as they do during the day. <laughs> so <laughs> look at us now. We've devolved into a Twitter argument. But you want someone to wake up at three a.m. to bake for them? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> Zimbabwe man. Ah, I saw people. <laughs> Let me not let me not let me not be accused of uh, spreading despondency. But I saw the rates that I was seeing flying around today. I was like, you guys are not serious. <laughs> oh, dude. No, no, now imagine you're on those rates. You're working for a company and they're giving you 30-day payment terms, which in any in any else in the world, you know what I mean? That's fair. You know, in some instances, some companies operate on T120 payment mm. cycles, which means we'll if we will send the invoice January 1. You are waiting 120 days, which is three months to get payment. That is standard. Imagine if, if, if you did that. Today. Imagine if you invoiced when the rate was at 800 or 1,000, and now it's approaching three. Uh, uh, look, 
um, last week when we discussed this, we, we felt, Phil, for some reason, we felt as if we'd left the episode without giving advice. So I want to take this opportunity to give practical, applicable advice. Mm-hmm. Um, my advice is don't keep Zim dollars for longer than 24 hours. That's the only advice I want to give you. Right now, I've, I've made that mistake. I have small, small Zim dollars in my account. That's why we are ordering food. Mm. You know what I'm saying? We're trying to save, Phil. You know, we're trying to buy off and trying you're, to save. You're, you're burning dollars. No. You're burning dollars. What you saying? No, no, no. We're, we're buying food. We're buying um, a, a daily delivery. So the thing is, you know, we're trying to save. So eating out is not conducive to a very saving. But, you know, I mean, what's the point? It will be eroded by tomorrow anyway. But anyway, yeah, we, we, we need to buy a new car because I, uh, uh, mm-mm. I, yeah. Is it is it too is it too soon for me to tell, to 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 remind you that I told you so twice like a couple of times? Phil, Philip, Philip, Philip. You can say you can say Dan Tenga Mota new one as much as you want. What, what do you want me to buy it with? No, 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 no. That's not what I said. What? Without Tenga no Tenga Niji. No, no, Dan. No, Dan. Look at you. Look at you. Even defending the wrong thing. That's not what I said. What did you say when you were looking when you're looking at that vehicle? I, I looked at you and I said, Dan. This car is going to be too expensive to maintain. No, no, no. First of all, I was not looking at that vehicle. You only knew after I got it. Second of all, that car was excellent. I know what went wrong. And, you know, these things happen. And it's true. Anyway, let's not go down too, too deep a, a path of discussing secondhand vehicles. The point is, we need to buy a new car. So we're saving. So we shouldn't be eating out. But since these Zim dollars are going to be useless tomorrow anyway, we may as well. Tough times. Anyway, uh, let's see. What is there you to talk just reminded about? Me. I, I, need, I need to get Etam. That's another thing. Like Right now, Etam is really cheap. But then Etam I shandy. There's no point. <laughs> Phones are dead. <laughs> Etam I shandy. Internet I shandy. Makosa. Uh, yeah. Okay, you know what? Positive vibes there. P- PVO. You know? PVO then. Like the label. Like the fashion line. Positive P- vibes only. We're pushing P, Phil. Mm. Pushing P. Year two of pushing P on this podcast. Okay. Mm. So, um, look, we've we've wrapped up our house uh, uh, rules, housekeeping, housekeeping. Um, what is there to talk about, Phil? Look, um, a lot of interesting things happened. Let's discuss them, Phil. Hmm. So, uh, Google. I mean, you know what I'm saying? That's crazy, man. Mm. This is our main talking (laughs) point. (laughs) Shame. Okay. Shame. Okay. You know what? Crims, crims. I know, I know when you look at Dan and I, you think nerds, you know, you're like, you know, nerds, geeks, but you need to understand we're, we're trying to make a product for the listeners, right? Because Dan and I are nerdy, right? The majority of our listeners are not watching Google I.O. live to see Google announce its tablet, it's foldable, and it's Pixel 7a. Okay? That's, that's us. That's, that's what we do in our private time. What, what our listeners come to us for is, is our incisive cultural commentary, you know? Breaking down the, the issues of the day. You know what I mean? So instead of discussing Google I.O., Let's discuss Olinda and Facebook comments. Dan, 
What is your insight? Would you let your wife say happy birthday to her ex? Hmm. Excuse me. <laughs> Philip, guess what? That was dial at delivery phoning me. Who? Dial at delivery. Hansi, oh. uh, uh, we just wanted to let you know that swipe you had down. And then the guy starts laughing. And I said, Eco Cash. Yeah, it's also down. Yeah, guys. Guys, 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 guys. Can you be serious? <laughs> guys, come, come, come June, July. <laughs> so if you're wondering why this is funny, it's obviously the rate that uh, Simbisa and them have to use is uh, much closer to the official rate than it is to the real rate. So they lose money whenever they use what? Uh, swipe or eco cash. Yeah, so very often I've noticed in the recent weeks it's been down conveniently. Ah, ah. Mm. Dan, you know, you need to understand, you know, things are really tough right now. You know, the connectivity, the internet is down because of power issues, you know. You've just got to bear with us. Just be patient while they deal with the problem. And I said, no, bring the machine. We'll try it. It's like, no, <laughs> we can't. <laughs> I was like, wow, my man. So, so, so does that mean you're not eating? No, no. No, I'd call Anna dad. I would have called this bluff. It's not him. He, here's, here's the annoying part. It's not him. It's not him. Anyway. No, no. No, but I would have called the bluff. I'd be like, no, you know, my guy, listen. All I have is that. So if you can't bring it, what will we do? Are you going to now return the order? Are you going to let that order sit? It's now 9 p.m. Who's going to order at 9 p.m.? Call their bluff. They'll come and swipe. Maybe. But Zara. Okay, anyway, Philip, let's, uh, l- l- let's be serious. Here. Oh, so uh, our producer, by the way, he did come to see me today and he was like, listen, man, I have a bunch of stories that I think are all gaga, but I don't think any of them are like really good talking points. And I'm like, oh, you'll find one. So I guess this is the one that he found. <laughs> anyway, the point is Google did have a big event uh, called Google IO and they launched uh, their foldable phone. Uh, probably the headline there is that it costs $1,800. I'm never. I'm. I'm not even sure I'm going to get a Pixel again. Google have left me down so much. I used to be the biggest fan. Then and you know this. You you know how much I used to ride for Google. I am familiar. And they, time and time again, I I got tired of being let down. They hurt me so badly. Why were you? Why do you feel you were being let down? Um, they kept producing mediocre phones. So let's 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 run through the list. Nexus S battery didn't charge. Then the the best was the, the Nexus 4 and the Nexus 5. Nexus 5 with the LG was really, really good. Then when they switched to Pixel, at the Pixel 1, it was rare. Pixel 2, battery never lasted, but it was a decent phone. Pixel 3, I skipped. Pixel 4, battery never lasted, kept overheating, would always um, create like uh, dump, dump folders, I mean dump files that would just fill up the phone. And it just wasn't a good phone. And it slowed down. I think after, and then network issues, like I would have them side by side. Granted, I know Zimbabwe networks are trying, but I'd get no network on the Pixel and I'd get network on the iPhone. And I, it just got to the point where I was like, I'm tired. <clears throat> well, I didn't have any of those problems uh, over here on Team Apple. 
Batayon. That is all my interest in this Google story. Okay, let's talk about the Metro FM Awards. I think that's very interesting. Funny enough, Dan, you know what? I'd lined up a, a guest because one of the, someone that we know happened to be at the Metro FM Awards. I contacted her on Monday and I was like, hey, I saw you at the Metro. So do you want to open the podcast to discuss? She was like, yes, I'd love to. 30 minutes before we started recording, I was like, hey, are you ready? Um, and then she messages me and she's like, oh, sorry, I forgot. I'm out. I met Big Zulu's album launch. Uh, you see, that's a mistake, Phil. We should have just called. Well, she was at the Big Zulu Yeah, album yeah, yeah. Launch. The, are you forgetting last time we called her when she was in the, in the, like, in the midst of Bauer? And we had a full conversation. She's, <laughs> Do you remember? If there's someone who, if there's someone who, who really deserves the We Outside segment, <laughs> it is her. Because uh, I don't even think Indos knows what she looks like. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, uh, the Metro FM Music Awards were held this past week. Uh, some very interesting uh, um, talking points from there. The biggest winner that many people say is AKA. Um, but let me shout, let me mention some of the biggest stories here. Song of the Year, uh, with many people's eyes on that, expecting it would go to Sete or maybe Lemonade, Lemon's Lemonade, because, you know, you know. So some people thought maybe, but no, actually, it went to Betusi Lemlinga. Ngena Noah. Do I know the song? Do you know the song? Do I know it? Let's find out. <laughs> run through run through the winners while I queue up the song. All right. So that was song of the year. Uh, Best Afro Soul Pop went to Zuko SA uh, with Andy Galibal. Andy Kalibali. Best Ama Piano Song, Deep London with Hamba Wena. It was a good song, but I, I'm surprised. Uh, Artist of the Year, a.k.a. with Lemons Lemonade. Uh, let's see. Anything is Best Collaboration, a.k.a. Nasty C, Lemons Lemonade. Uh, best Duo or Group in Combination. Oh. Uh, best Female, Makadzi. Okay. Best Hip Hop, a.k.a. with Mass Country. Uh, best House Song, Sky Wanda with Amazwi. Uh, best Kwaito or Gom was DJ Tira uh, with... Uh, Best male, aka uh, new artist, Kokosa, styled artist, Musa Keys, best music video, DJ Tira with Sikilidi, and uh, best viral challenge, Deep London and, and uh, Bushe with uh, Hambawen. So, yeah, so those are the main winners, Phil. Have you found what our song of the year was? Yes, then. It's a Sunday morning. Time to clean those plates, lift that sofa, and get that dirt. Hey, turn it. <laughs> so yes. <laughs> so this is this is like when uh, what's the name? Dorcas what? What's her name? That one keeps winning Song of the Year and album. Yeah, look, I suppose it is interesting. The event was held in um, Bombela Mpumalanga. 
And uh, a lot of people commented the fact that Song of the Year went to that one rather than Sete. That's because they're heathens. They are heathens who have not found the, the, the joy of loving the Lord and dedicating their lives to Him. Okay? For the record, by the way, this was uh, the return of the Metro FM Music Awards after a five-year hiatus. So, uh, yeah. But guys, I, I, in, in theory, I can understand how a gospel song could be the biggest song on a radio station. In theory. However, you guys are a top 40 urban station. Yeah. Dan, you actually run a station, so you understand this perfectly. When you get your programming sheet on a week-to-week basis, what percentage would you say goes to gospel? And which days does gospel have its highest spins? Single-digit figures and obviously Sunday. So that is my concern. That's my question. I don't get it. Like, or every Sunday was this thing on constant rotation. Like, was it just repeating? Like, everyone was just phoning every, every, every call. Please, please, Mongena, now, please. For the whole, every Sunday, all Sunday? No, but I mean, also at the same time, obviously, it's not, it's obviously not spins. I, although, Wait, actually, was, well, you're right, Dan. Let me double check. Was Song of the Year a voted category or was it adjudicated? Let me do a quick check here. Um... You know, this is this is the this is what the, our listeners come to us. Our research, live research, live research on the podcast. That's what they're looking for. <laughs> um, I see no indication of what. Oh, kind it was of- vote. It was it was voted. Yes. Okay. Okay. I I I, I relent. It, it, it was a it was a fan voted category. All you have to do is every Sunday, be, be, before they they do the dedications, you just remind all the congregants to vote. Okay, my bad. That makes sense. Cool. Okay. I can understand it now. But even, I mean, you should still... Dan, 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 are you forgetting? There was a documentary that came out. Someone was caught in 4K. 4K. And people were, were bending themselves into pretzels to defend it. So if people would do that and ignore criminality, do you think, how easy this thing get votes? Literally. I'm performing this Sunday, guys. You know what I mean. If, if if you guys love the Lord, if you love me, you know what I mean. You know, you know. Let's just vote. <laughs> vote for Jesus. If you if you believe in God, vote for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can see how it would work. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, mm-hmm. that was Metro FM music. I mean, we would have loved to hear from Lady K, who was in attendance, but uh, as you've heard, she's not available. Did you watch them? She said she would have been, but anyway. I mean, it, it's you know, like, and that's it. So it, you know. The thing is, when we plan, then we get the same treatment as when we just call off the cuff. So why do we even bother? May as well just call Lucy off the cuff. Yeah. Lucy Goosey it is. You know what I'm saying? Uh, your bay, Phil, is... is uh... Okay. Let me put it this way. Long-time <laughs> listeners of this podcast will be aware that uh, Phil is... Uh, let's just say he's not very sympathetic towards artists who find themselves in terrible contract situations. In fact... He is downright mean to artists who complain about not earning money. <laughs> he says it's your fault. I don't want to hear any complaints. So now I want to hear Phil's response when his beloved Makadzi took to the social medias to say that in the past few years, she has made not a cent from her music. Take it away, Phil. Uh, my baby, uh, 
my love, my boo, uh, Divu. You know, that's, 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 that's my pet name because, you know, we're on a first name basis. You know, we're good like that. Um, you are the, the light of my life, the wind beneath my wings, the fire on my mantle. But you too shall get no, no sympathy from me. Because why did you sign a contract that you have not seen? Why are you delivering towards a contract you have not seen? So to bring it back, the backstory here is uh, Makadzi had announced, and this isn't the first time, by the way, Dan. She's this is the like the third time she's openly aired her grievances with open mic. The difference being here is she now feels that she's fulfilled her contract, or the terms are the the, the term term being the length of the contract and she was like I would now like to notify you that I'm leaving the contract according to Open Mic um, after she had announced this a few days later they released a statement and said according to her contract um, that is not the case in fact we are renewing her term for another three years so she's still as far as we're concerned an Open Mic artist she came back and said nope I'm not an Open Mic artist plus I, I want my money uh, so can we resolve this? Then there, were, there was also a leaked phone call. I think I might have downloaded it actually. Um, where she's discussing her contract with the general manager of um, Open Mic. And it was, it was an interesting one. Here we go, Dan. I actually have the recorded phone call. Here we go. You're mm-hmm. saying I don't want to go. No, I don't have the powers to sign those agreements. Mm-hmm. So maybe the conversation you must have it with Mulao and Jamela because the agreement that you signed, I sent a renewal uh, to your email, and then you then said, why did I not, were you not part of the conversation? But the agreement was clear to me, but I saw that. You, which uh, which agreement was renew. clear, and Kateko, because yes. of the last this time, the, I still remember they introduced you as an MD. I must talk, talk, talk everything with you. And you came to me and said, I must speak with you direct. And we yeah, met with my weather issue. Well. No, 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 no. We met at my weather. Before that issue, you were not aware that I don't have my contract with me. You promised me that you're going to give me my contract the following week until today. Until uh, February before you can send. No, 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 no. I'm, 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 giving, I'm, giving, no, I'm giving you the a solution that is going to work well because now which solution i don't have to talk to mulao because i've been talking to you from the day went go okay what is the what is the contract okay what is the contract that you said you're gonna send it to me no when you signed the contract i was not there okay which contract did you want to send you promised to send a contract which one which one is that one i don't think we should be having this conversation if you Want to talk contract? I'm not directing the conversation. Where is the contract that you said you're going to send? You said you're going to send. Where is it? Please talk to Mulao and Jamela. I'm also asking the same thing that you promised me. Where is the contract that you said you're going to send it to me? I don't have... I I asked for it. I don't have it. So if you can please talk to Mulao and Jamela. You asked it. You don't have it. And then why are you giving the statement out out there to the public saying that you know about the contract? Which contract are you saying in public because you're saying you don't have it? That, that is between me and my... I work for open mic, not for artists. Not so, for artists. You work for me because you came to me and said I must I, speak no, with I you everything. You. I work for open mic. No, I work for open mic. You are an artist that's... Okay, why, why did you lie to me then? Why did you lie to me? Oh, you lie to I me then. To, no, 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 no,
There you have it. So, <clears throat> to me, obviously, this was recorded by Makazi or someone on her team. And it's more concerning because since you've signed, she's dropped four projects. Why are you continuing to deliver towards a contract you haven't seen when you don't fully understand its terms? That is my major concern there. So, okay, let me see if I understand the situation correctly. Makadzi signed with Open Mic for three years. At the end of the three years, she said, thank you very much, I'm leaving. And they said, oh no, actually. uh, No, at this this point, no, she signed a contract. We don't know for how long. According to her. She says for three years. But they say, Mm -hmm. uh, and this is what I heard, I didn't read deeper into this, but what I heard is that they said the contract she signed is auto-renewal unless... Uh, you know, she she fulfills certain uh, um, I don't I don't know, whatever she'd have to fulfill for it to not be auto renewal. So they were like, well, the three years has lapsed, so now it's auto renewing for another three years. I heard conversation about that somewhere. Is that what's going on at the moment? Yes. So that's what's being um, reported by Open Mic in their press releases, and I think it's also what the general manager is stating here. And I, I saw some 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 commentary about people saying that how does a contract auto renew? That's not legal. Blah blah blah. Once again, t- timeline lawyers, please, please go back to school. Actually, they are in in most contracts in the entertainment industry, they do have auto renewal clauses, and for you to sever ties, there's a notification period that states if you would like to end this contract, you need to notify us in writing within this time window for us to realize that you're severing the contract. And I am actually a beneficiary of this. I have a few contracts, Dan, where I signed a distribution deal um, almost a decade ago. I did not release a song on that distribution deal for seven years. But the distribution deal, deal, sorry, was for two years, no, three years. The reason why I was able to then release without having to get a new contract is my distribution contract had an auto-renewal clause. My distributor and my label both saw no reason to sever the contract. It just continued to renew. After seven years, I sent an email to say, hey guys, is this contract still in action because I see it's got an auto-renewal? They were like, yes, we do. I was like, ah, beautiful. Here's some music. Let's go. So in certain instances, it's great. In certain instances, not so good. But if you don't know the terms of how to sever the contract, you cannot then assume that simply because the period in which the contract, the initial term of the contract has expired, that you are automatically out of the contract. It doesn't work that way. And it's disheartening because Makadzi is the, well, she is. She's the biggest woman star in South Africa. She's probably one of the top five overall artists in South Africa. And just in terms of popularity, numbers, especially radio play, I would hope and think she could afford to have a good advisor. So signing a contract when you've been plugged from obscurity and poverty is one thing. Okay, you needed a way out. You're like, screw it. I'm going to do whatever it takes to get out. And if that was your gamble, it worked. Because Makadzi is huge now, right? I think we can both agree on that, Dan. Mm -hmm. But now that you've attained that level of success, that means you can afford a better team to renegotiate your contract. 
or someone to advise you on the contract. If you have not seen the contract for three years, that is a red flag. You have a legal right to have a look at your contract. So if they're giving you the runaround, why are you, the artist, calling the general manager directly? Already, that's a problem. That's why you have a team. Your manager should be doing that. Your lawyer should be doing that. So then there's another twist to this, and I don't know how legit this is, but apparently there's a letter of demand from Open Mic demanding an apology. Is that correct? Uh, that would be news to me, but... Um, let, let me just take, take a quick look at this and see, because uh, I don't trust this publication that, holds, that, that reports this. So let me, just, let me just quickly look and see if I can find it somewhere I trust. Um, and apparently, this letter indicates her advance that she was given when she signed. Dan has indeed uncovered some breaking news. There was a letter uh, of demanding an apology that was sent yesterday, uh, which is Wednesday, because we record on Thursdays. You guys should hopefully be listening on Friday. If you're not listening on Friday, get your act together. We need those first day listens. Uh, and in it, um, Open Mic um, demanded an apology. They also stated that they paid her an advance, totaling close to 8 million rand including a 300,000 rand payment towards a house. Um, but they said that Makazi had paid that back. So this is another wrinkle, but also understandable. But Makazi receiving an $8 million advance so early into her career is interesting. Granted, I'm assuming those are expenses accrued over time. But yeah. Um, Ultimately, it's still disappointing. Okay, so I think I always think we know we know that in a capitalist society, um, oftentimes, like you said, Phil, you can use a label or you can use a deal that you get to advance your own interests. But in general, on the overall balance of things, we know that a capitalist company will capitalize. We know without even knowing all the details of every single thing, things are always going to be skewed in favor of the company. The company has experience, resources, lawyers, um, the benefit of uh, um, having gone through this with several other people in the past, et cetera, et cetera, to always make sure that they make things uh, skew in their favor. This is why I'm always somewhat sympathetic to artists. I do. I agree with you. Artists must read their contracts. Artists must pay attention to whatever deals they have. They must uh, upgrade their teams as they get more success and have the right lawyers and have the right manager and have the right advisors. Absolutely. But that doesn't take the fact away from, or doesn't, doesn't take away from the fact that very often labels will, if not completely take advantage of, but at the very least, try to get as much uh, advantage from the artists that are signed to them. So I am, I am somewhat sympathetic to someone discovering at some point that, yo, I feel like I've been taken advantage of. Because very often that's what companies are going to do. Because they, they need, I mean, they need to, right? That's they, their whole goal is to make as much money as possible. To do that, um, they need to maximize the uh, or, or make the, the optimize the arrangement and the plan and the deal to make sure that they get as much money as possible. Now, I, I obviously understand 
that this is not a blanket statement and there's many good people who work in labels and there's many people who are very interested in the progression of artists, the progression of music as a whole, uh, the industry, et cetera, et cetera. So I'm not, I'm not painting a blanket picture here that if you're a label, you're bad. Not at all. As Phil mentioned, there are very advantageous positions you can find yourself in by signing to a label. The artist themselves is also taking advantage of the label to, pro- to push themselves, to move themselves from poverty or obscurity or an inability to promote themselves or whatever the case is, to partner themselves with people who know what they're doing so that they can get to the next level. And now that they're at this next level, they're going to be sitting and saying, I feel taken advantage of, which is often not fair because you took advantage of the label at first. Maybe now it feels like the label's taking advantage of you. So I do understand all of that. I just do think that on the whole, as a general rule, things will skew slightly towards, and in many cases, not even slightly, towards the advantage of the label or the company. So I am always sympathetic to hear an artist say, listen, I feel like I've been taken advantage of. And of course, it's a lesson. So now make sure that that doesn't happen to you again. But I don't think that puts labels and companies off the hook. I think there is a need for discussion to be had that, listen, in your pursuit of financial success as a company, I I don't feel that the answer is to go down the route of what a lot of America has become, for example. That screw the human element involved. The company must just make as much money as possible. It is what it is. That's just how it was made. And you have to play around that. I don't think that's right. I think there should be discussions about maybe we should take a pause a little bit from the fact that the company must always do what capitalists will do. Maybe that's not what it should be. So every time I hear so, someone's been taken advantage of, et cetera, et cetera, I pause a little bit. There's two sides to every story and so on, but I feel a little bit of sympathy. So I think the the, the issue here, um, you, you're definitely are correct. And I'm not excusing the labels for um, unfair practices. There is, however, a business case. And this this is not unique to labels. This is across the board in all forms of business within a capitalist society. One of my favorite things of succession, when we were discussing it last week about how much I love that show is, there's a common theme. It's always, what's the angle? What's the leverage? What can I work against this person? What can I use against this person? How do I get what I want by any means? That's the whole premise of the show, right? It's, it's those small political chess games that people play behind the scenes that, that add to a lot in business. And it's the same here. If you go to, if you're, let me put it to you this way, Dan. If you're a struggling artist, not even a struggling, just a, or just a new act, you, you don't have a, a big following, but you know you've got talent, you've got the work ethic, and I've got, a, I've got connections, I've got um, relationships, I've got um, the resources required to take your career to the next level. In that conversation, who has the leverage? Phil. You, no, wait, you, no, you have walk, the leverage walk me through, walk me in through. that situation. Yeah. Yes. So, so, so all things being equal, that is it, it is what it is. So what I, what my issue there was, it was not excusing open mic. It was saying, okay, you signed, they had the leverage. That is, that's the reality of the situation. A, a, a bigger discussion should maybe be had in figuring out how to make sure that it's more equitable for artists. But I don't think that's even possible with, with the capitalist society in general because it's by, by its very design and nature, it'll never be that way. But you now have, you, you've gained, you, you won. You took a gamble on yourself and you, you won in one specific way, which is your popularity grew, right? You now have the resources and the ability 
or even just the acumen of yourself to say, you know what? I don't think this contract, or I don't think I'm in a fair deal. Let me let me ask some questions. Let me figure things out. You can hear her asking pointed questions in that clip we sent, right? At that point, you now have the resources to go to people who can help you. Or and and it's now your job because as an artist, all artists need to realize this is you are the CEO of your company. You are the MD of your company. So you now need to hire the right people around you to help protect that brand. Your advisors should now be solving this problem. An artist in a shady contract, and I'm not even saying it's shady because I haven't seen it, so I can't speak to it. All we have is Makazi's word against open mics and she hasn't even seen the contract. In that instance, you should be moving more strategically. And that's my point. It's the same as like a, a, a salary negotiation. We've been seeing what's been going on in France. We see what's been going on in the UK. When employees realize, hey, where don't feel that this relationship with our employers is a fair one, we're going to try and wrestle some, some leverage back. We're going to strike. Eventually, one or two things will happen. Either the employers are going to be like, screw it, let's hire new people at a great cost, or let's come to back to the negotiating table and negotiate wages with our employees. And that's where I'm saying the issue is there because Makazi didn't say I'm negotiating or I'm trying to negotiate. She just said I'm quitting. But then how, how do you know when your contract is expiring when you yourself are saying you have not seen the contract? In, 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 the, in this specific situation, I think two conversations should happen. And I'll try and illustrate what I mean by this. So, so first of all, I think a convers- the one we were describing here that Makadzi, you need to, you need to read the contract. You need to have a team that can understand that you need a lawyer to call. But I don't think that negates the conversation that should be had that, okay, maybe the label should also, um, should not be this seemingly predatory. Now, I, I don't, I wouldn't know for sure if they are being predatory, but, Surely an artist, your prized artist, who is making you a lot of money, should also feel happy to work with you because it's an exchange of services and goods and value. And of course, leverage is key here. And I think leverage should be used in, in negotiation. And whenever you're negotiating with leverage being a key item, it's not going to be all rainbows and unicorns. But it shouldn't feel predatory. This is how I, this is how I look at it. There's a dark, dangerous alleyway. Right? You should have a conversation with the loved one, right? To say, don't go down that alleyway. It's dangerous. You might get robbed or worse. Right? So maybe perhaps rather than going down there, take a longer route or uh, be accompanied by someone, et cetera, et cetera. That's a valid conversation to have. But another also valid conversation to have on a much grander level, and we may not be able to have it on an individual level, but is that alleyway should not be dark and dangerous. The local council or the city or the government or whatever should make sure they put lights. There should be some security there. Maybe the people in there need to be trained. I don't know, to be, to be taught. All the, all those kind of conversations are also valid. So even though on an individual level, it's worth having the conversation, Makadzi, you need to look after yourself. You need to have the right team around you and so on. I do think every time this happens, it's also worth having the conversation that maybe we should try and work to get to a stage where businesses are not this predatory. That if you make a mistake or don't pay close enough attention or 
your manager just was having an off day. Now you're screwed. Surely it's a case of, I have something that I can bring. You have something that you can bring. Where the, dif- the difference in leverage now comes in sense of, ah, man, we could have made 30% instead of 25. Rather than, damn it, I'm screwed. I'm tied into a deal I don't want to be in for the next 10 years. That feels predatory to me. Because if I didn't read the contract, but realistically, the only reason I signed it is because it was misrepresented to me or I failed to understand it. Now that I fully understand it, yo, sorry. It seems fair to me that the only reason that I'm here is because I misunderstood. Then surely a fair understanding is, oh, oh, sorry. Now that you understand, we should go a different route. But that's not the world we but live even, in. And even, it's worth having conversations even, that maybe even, it should be. Even in the scenario you described, there are certain instances where that could be ground to nullify a contract. Yeah. But I'm certainly not defending it. And I'm certainly not saying, well, it happens here, so it happens here. No, but I'm also being pragmatic. I can't, it's not my job to speak on Open Mic's uh, business practices or their business model. It's also not my job to, to necessarily critique Makadzi and her team. But what I am saying is, if you go down this road, it's hard for me to understand your decision-making considering the circumstances that led you to this point. Yeah. That's it. And as you mentioned, I'm, it's not an exaggeration. I am a massive Makazi fan. I, I, I take no pleasure in seeing one of my favorite artists being in such a bind. But it's also hard for me to cap for, cape for them rather. When I'm like, but why would you do this when you don't know this? Like, if you realize you're in a bad contract, why do you continue to fulfill the contract? Just that's, that's when you now have the leverage or you have the opportunity. Hey, guys, listen. We've made money. We're doing well. So that we can continue to make money and continue to do well. Let's sit down in good faith and have a conversation. If you now realize they are not having that conversation in good faith, arm yourself with the tools and resources you need so that you can hold them to task or end that contract. But licking your finger and putting it up to the sky and saying, oh, my contract has expired. I'm leaving now. Is not going to cut it. Because on the flip side, if they've invested money in you, because that's the other thing that people don't realize is, open mic, no matter what you believe, invested money in Makazi for Makazi to become Makazi. Mm. Right? So we don't know what those figures are. For all we know, they could be astronomical. They could be nothing. We don't know. Right? If, if Open Mic have not made their money back, as unfathomable as that may be to some people, that might be a possibility. Why would they be motivated by any means to let that person leave when they have not recouped? And they, they have a contractual right to retain the service of that artist for another period. Hmm. But which comes to my point is like, everything's so murky. And it, it reminds me of the Nash TV incident where one paragraph of a, of a contract was released and there was this whole furor and everyone and their mother was speaking on it and calling out Nash TV when we're like, but guys, hey, we haven't seen this full contract. How can you comment on a contract you haven't seen? And on top of that, it was being commented by people who did not know Zimbabwe copyright law. Because mm. if you did know Zimbabwe copyright law, here's, a, here's some breaking news. By law, Nash TV owns the songs they paid for. I, 
I also agree with everything you're saying. And um, it's it's sad. Business still needs to happen because I I won't start a label and invest money into it and then search for artists if I know that I'm not going to be able to make money on that. So in the end, the industry dies. The artist never becomes a star. We never hear the good songs that we were hoping to hear. Do you know what I mean? So it's, it, it has mm-hmm. to be a given. It has to be both ways, a give and take. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So anyway, the way things are going, yeah. I'm, I'm, it's, it's, it's saddening. It's saddening that an artist of her stature is doing this. It's, 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 it's becoming this terrible mudslinging contest where advances are now being exposed and this is now being said. I mean, this is nasty. Yeah. Well, I, I think anyway, also the solution to this, like you said, yeah, the current solution for this is like you said, everyone sit down in good faith. Take the lead. You're the one who's disgruntled, even though you're the one who signed the contract or let it re- auto-renew. So sit down. Hey guys, I want to sit down with everyone. And like you said, use your leverage. I, I'm signed on for another three years. If you want me to release music in the next three years, let's let's discuss something that will benefit both of us. Otherwise, you'll have me for three years and you'll get nothing. There's your leverage there, my yeah. friends. Anyway, um, I was going to say, speaking of misses in the music industry, Dan, Zimura hits just good and note as fraud claims surface. <laughs> uh, I will not be commenting on that. Um, I will let's, be moving. Let's call, let's call Let me Let me call Albert. Yeah. Let me call call. Yo, yo. <laughs> Don't be calling no one, man. I'll be quiet today. You see me leave the Zoom. <laughs> <laughs> so let me just break it down. Some board members of the of Zimura have expressed their displeasure over allegedly mishandling of the association's funds, which has resulted in them calling for a media conference to pour their hearts out. Zimura's top executive members have since been reported to the police for theft and abuse of funds. National Police spokesperson Paul Yati confirmed this by saying, yes, the issue has been reported to the police and we will give an official report on Tuesday, which was... Then, but we haven't seen a follow-up since. Director of the Zimura Board, uh, Maisazita, Philip Shipfumbo, and board members Fred Nyarai, Nyakudanga, and Kirian Maniga said that they reported to the police where the board chairman, Albert Nyati, Executive Director, Polisile Ngobe Chimini, and First Farai and Henry Makombe, all the people that I speak to. <laughs> Am I going to get called next? I have been in this organization for the past eight years, but things are not well because the association is being run more like a family business at Chipumbu. Sometime in March, this team went to Bulawayo to purchase a stand and we as board members were never consulted and I raised eyebrows. It goes on and on. Oh, yeah. So this kind of raises, this kind of brings to light something that I've been saying for a while. It's artists have often cried foul about the Zimura. And it's similar to the similar discussion with Makadzi. I would then ask these artists that were crying foul on the side, hey, quick one, are you um, an active member of Zimura? No. Ah, okay. Have you attended an AGM recently? No. Ah, okay. So, how can you claim that an organization is stealing from you when you're not an active member, so you're not even eligible to collect, or even if you are an active member, you're, you're not participating in the meetings and asking questions to get the answers that you'd require? Also, fun fact. Thanks. Uh, I, I was at the Zimura offices this afternoon. Ugh. When you say thanks, thanks for the contact. <laughs> Ugh. 
I mean, I love Zimura. I love what they stand for. I love what they do. I'll, I'll always try and work with them. But yo, that office is a bit, uh, it's a bit, um, um, it's not an inviting place. You, you know what I'm saying, Dan? You know what I mean? You know, it's it's like um, it's like insurance. You don't want to make it easy for people to make claims. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? But you, you also want to make it, you, it's like you almost don't want them to come to you, to the premises. At least, you know, like the insurance companies, they go, you know, you've you got like a shade, you know, a nice driveway. There's a welcoming guard at the gate. You know what I mean? Just, uh, <sighs> yeah, it's just. On, on the issue of Zimura, what, what Phil is saying is actually a very valid point. Artists should not only sign up to collect royalties, but you can attend the meetings. You can um, make decisions, vote for who you want to be representing you. You can um, vote on how you want things to be done. So, like, don't complain without being involved. Yeah. Okay, uh, while we're in the world of music in Zimbabwe, uh, this week saw the, finally, the announcement of the Zimbabwe Music Awards or the Zimas uh, nominee list. We have the Yay! nominees. Uh, I won't go through every single one, but just a few key ones. Uh, Song of the Year, we have Leo Magos with the Fire Emoji Remix, Saint Flo with Silas Mavendeva, Komanave Drip, Freeman, HKD, Felinandi with Ndonaiwe, and uh, Aishan with Lola. Best Male Artist of the Year, Mark Ngwazi, Freeman HKD, St. Flo, Leo Magos. Best Group Duo of the Year, Fusion 5, Manguiro, The Vine, Vabateva, Jehovah, Indo, Sakusa. Uh, best Album, we've got Izwi by Felinandi, Alec Machesos, Tino Fritzwanashe, David and Goliath by Freeman HKD, and Dorcas Moyo. That's who it was. Dorcas, remember, Phil. Best Zim Dancehall, Gaspi Warrior, King Shadi, Freeman, Ricky Fire. Uh, Best Afro Pop, Afro Fusion, Felinandi, MCSK, Gemma Aishan. Best Hip Hop, Saint Flow, Leo Magos, Hillsy, Script Mula. This one had a lot mm. of people questioning because two very prominent hip hop names were not in here. Vaults, JT, mm. and um, Holy Ten, who are probably mm. the two biggest names in Zim Hip Hop at the moment. And they are not nominated yeah. for Best Hip Hop in the Zimbabwe Music Awards. Are they done? Are they bigger than my artists? Psst, get out of here. Psst. Best uh, best collab. Okay, some interesting things there. Best na na na. What about I'm looking for best? Why is there best male and no best female? Am I blind? Because we are Zimas are an award show of feminism. You know. Okay. Yeah. So so best Shangufana and best best female. Hmm. Because we don't segregate. You know what I mean? Am I am I lost? Okay. Let me scroll again. Hold on. Hold on. Let me find another website. I would feel very... See. Oh, yeah. There is best female. Dorcas Moyo, Janet Manyoa, Feli Nandi, and Gemma Griffiths. Mm-hmm. 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 Okay. All right. Interesting. Uh, so, yeah. I, I, yeah. I, I can't say it on air. I'll tell you off air. So, I hope that the plans for this come along nicely. Uh, a friend of ours is involved. Um, has she reached out yet? She hasn't reached I even sent a message and she didn't respond. No, no. Uh, we've been talking, but um, she was. She seems to have been quite busy with the, the glitch that they had last week. So, hmm. um, so it's a, my only disappointment with this was uh, Best Dance. Nominees were Ladi. Leslie Campila, King 98 and Master Joe. As as someone who manages an EDM actors, eh? Did you submit? Yeah. 
I might have, maybe maybe I was late. Maybe that's what. But then if I was late, then how come my other artist got in and the other one did? Maybe it wasn't good enough. Work harder, Phil. Right. Work harder. Yeah. <laughs> right. Okay. That's the Zimas. We'll be keeping close interest in where we can help. Uh, like I mentioned, because we've got a friend involved. Uh, we will try our best to help as well. Um, in fact, I will be assisting in some areas uh, in the show. Uh, the thing with the Zimas, it's such a huge task to take on. Because of all the legacy issues. So, yo, it's a lot. But hopefully things come out nice. Let's see. Mm. Um, ah, it was a royal week last week, Philip. <laughs> Did you watch the coronation on Saturday? <laughs> then you know that today, because why are you asking me nonsense? Why are you asking me nonsense? So, oh, yeah. Tiwa Savage was asked to perform think- at the coronation. That's a big talking point. And, uh, and many people uh, were concerned. Uh, uh, you know what? Mm, guys, I, I, hope, I hope she was promised like, yo, you and your hundred closest relatives have lifetime visas. Like that's the only, that's the only thing I'll accept. Like you're guaranteed red passports. All of you are guaranteed. No questions asked. You are like Pretty Patel will never stop you guys from coming in. That's the only thing I'll accept. I mean, look, um, let's be real. Ideologically, there's a lot of things that I would be opposed to and wouldn't do, etc., etc. But it's still a big deal. The royalty in England is still a big deal to a lot of colonized countries in Africa. It's, it would be viewed as an, a milestone to be involved. A big deal. So, Aish, as much as I think this is not a great idea, I'm trying to understand why someone would take it up. No. Just explain why. Yeah, Aish. And, and, unless, unless they come with a Z-bag and they're like, listen, diplomatic passport, you guys are never, don't worry. <laughs> You know, freedom of movement. Don't worry, we've got you. Like, unless she, unless she owes like unless she owes like her well, his Majesty's now tax services money or something. And they're like, don't yo, we know you got a tax bill. Don't worry, squashed. <laughs> Bam. You know what I mean? Or maybe it's don't like worry about maybe it's like we got your cousin over here. We got your cousin. Actually, Do you want Dan? Actually, mm. Dan. Actually, that joke's kind of not funny because remember the two weeks ago there was an attempt to kidnap Tiwa Savage. Oh snap! Yeah, there was, eh? No, I don't mean I don't mean in terms of a kidnap. I mean as in, um, she 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 hopped out. You know what I'm saying? Unless she like negotiated release, maybe may someone that's really close to got arrested. You know what I'm saying? And this is the only way. This is the only way to get him immunity. Overstayed a visa. Ah, because <laughs> oh, it's bad enough. T was doing the coronation, but singing keys to the kingdom. The coronation. Ah, no. <laughs> anyway, I I literally watched nothing. Did not even look at a clip. All I saw, all I saw, were the clips of of Charles um having a fanny wobble. He kept having a fanny wobble because you're like, we're always late. We're always late. We're never on time. We're always late. Like my man, you literally just got crowned king. You were holding hundreds of millions of 
of dollars on you in stolen jewels and you're still chemsing. Are you okay? All right, Phil, let's move on. I, I don't want to talk about that inbred family anymore. Um, Yo, that dude must be insufferable, bruh. How is it on your best day you're still pissed? So what is it like on a normal day around him? Do you remember what it was like when he had to when the, he had issues with the pen? That's what I'm saying. Like, fam, you was beefing with a ballpoint. How would you beef with a bureau? And then you make it about, I never get a good pen. <laughs> All right. Um, the real queen, Phil. Real yeah. royalty. Yeah. Beyonce. Did you know that Beyonce is 41 years old? I mean, I, I, I suppose I should have known in terms of the passage of time, but when you actually see the age, sure. 41-year-old Beyonce kicked off a renaissance tour this past week, uh, literally yesterday, but I mean, you know, depending on when you're listening to this. Um, but yeah, um, and apparently people are going crazy. Oh my God, Beyonce. Oh. <laughs> Uh, the set looks incredible. Um, apparently the clips that I saw of her performing were dope. And she used Uncle Waffles Tanzania in her set. Mm-hmm. Like half a second of it, but yeah. That, still, cosign. Um, it was apparently a three hour show. Sounds about right. I mean, Considering how much those tickets cost, I mean, she, at least Beyonce, one thing I will give her care for is she puts on an amazing show. She's a consummate performer and she always makes sure she feeds her fans. Granted, she was trolling them about not releasing videos, but she feeds her fans. Did you see that video like before the concert? Anzi. Uh, oh, there's basically someone doing a voiceover and he's basically like, yeah, you better bow down. You, you could never blah, 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 blah. And yeah, you better wait for those visuals. I'll drop them when I'm good and ready. <laughs> where, where was this first performance? Stockholm, Sweden. Stockholm, Stockholm, Sweden. Do you think she'll come to Africa? <laughs> then, okay. <laughs> Even now, like South Africa, South Africans used to look up, like they used to look down on us. Like, <laughs> ah, you know, we're part of Africa. They, they've rejoined the continent pretty quickly now, bro. <laughs> well, anyway. They don't have concert. They, the, the biggest concert venue in the north of Joburg is now a church. Much, much like Zimbabwe, <laughs> they don't have power. This, this is this is this is the call, the request that I would like to make out to our listeners, you amazing listeners. I know that there are listeners to this podcast right now who are holding on to their Renaissance World Tour Beyonce tickets. Um, I wish you the best in your attendance at this concert, but all I request is that you get in touch with us after you've been to the show, so you can give us a live blow by blow of what that concert was I, like. I know quite a few people that are going. In fact, I'm going to take this request a little bit further. Since you could afford a Beyonce ticket, kindly pay the $5 Patreon fee or more. Minimum $5. So that you can join our WhatsApp group and then we can have conversations with you as we lead up to the date of your tour and then we can invite you onto this podcast and hear your live recounting of what happened. That is my request to you. That's what you can do for me. So I can live vicariously Mm. through you. Definitely, definitely. Dan, you want to discuss Chris Brown? <laughs> Chris Brown and Asha were allegedly in a fracas. And then uh, that involved Tiana Taylor. Um, I don't really want to talk about, because I mean, what is there to say, man? He's, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Um, 
I don't believe that a, a single moment should define a person. However, these are multiple moments that keep happening every year. So I, as much as I wouldn't want to define Chris Brown by the story of what happened with Rihanna, et cetera, et cetera, people can grow, people can change. There's a lot of other things that we were not aware of that may have happened on the day, even though I, it's, it's a condemnable action. Surely that can't be the whole definition of a person. But if every year you're involved in another story, another assault, another person who's filing issues, do you know what I mean? Like every time. And Asha, man, the worst thing we know about Asha is that my man's had, you know, some STI problems. Dan, those are rumors. Anyway. Is there some way that this was streaming, by the way? I'm pretty. I, I swear. I, I heard it was the a couple of Instagram lives or something. Because where were people watching it? Because people were going like, "Oh my god, mother!" <clears throat> no, obviously, I think because it was the first one, everyone was excited. So mm-hmm. people want to get the set list. People want to see the outfits. So a lot of people were live streaming. A lot of people were recording and uploading their videos like this one. I think that's what happened. Well, okay. Anyway, moving on. Moving on. Um. Let's talk about we're we- not discussing the Japanese launch because Keen is not picking up, of course. <laughs> we're back outside. He will not get the 2BT bump because we know that's what he needs to take his career to the next level. And you're not going to get that, okay? It's done tonight. Phil, you know what? It's, uh, it's about time. It's about time to bring back. Time for what, Dan? You know what? We need a, we, I'm going to talk to Crims to put together. We need, a, we need a white people business intro. It needs to have mm, bop, and it needs to have a few other key. No, no we need to find like the whitest memes <laughs> and then just like just cut them up, up together and just like have a nice intro and then people will know it's white people business. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Oh my God. Welcome to this section of the podcast. If this is your first time joining us, sometimes on this podcast, we realize that we sometimes get lost in our own bubble of urban content. You know what I'm saying? So sometimes we want to cross on over to mayonnaise content. So uh, this week, I would like for us to talk a little bit about what's going on with Selena Gomez. Have you heard the story? Oh my God, Phil. Mm, No, Dan. Tell me more. What is going on? So Selena Gomez used to be really close with a lady by the name of Francia Reza. Now, Francia Reza is an actress. You may know her from How I Met Your Father the not-so-successful spinoff of How I Met Your Mother. Anyway, um, Selena Gomez once donated, or rather received a donation of a kidney from her then bestie, Francia. This was a couple of years ago. And uh, that's how close they were. Okay. Her fans then noted that there seemed to be some issues in this friendship because they seemed to have unfollowed each other on social media and they were like throwing a little bit of shade to each other, et cetera, et cetera. And then what happened is someone from TMZ tracked down Francia and just started, shoved a camera and a microphone in her face and was just asking questions like, what's going on with you and Selena? Are you guys still friends? Uh So Francia thought she was being cute by ignoring the questions and saying stuff like, oh my God, what kind of tree is that? Have you seen that bird? No, 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 no. Selena Mm. Gomez's fans took that as disrespect towards Selena Gomez and they came in and attacked her brutally. So the same TMZ reporter then tracked Francia down again a little bit later and then stuck a camera and a microphone in her face and said, I'm so sorry about what happened last time. Do you have anything to say? And she was like, 
Listen, Selena, whose fans are viciously attacking me, has spoken outright about how she's against bullying. She even started a foundation about cyberbullying. She herself has been cyberbullied and she doesn't want other people to cyberbully. So why the heck is, uh, are her fans coming for me? And she actually described some of the, the terrible death threats she was receiving and so on. Uh, and she referenced, if you recall in a, a white people business not too long ago, we spoke about uh, Selena Gomez's supposed beef with other people, including uh, Kylie mm. and uh, mm. Anyway, the point is, uh, oh yeah, and, uh, and uh, uh, Hailey Bieber, et cetera, et cetera. The point is, there seems to be an issue here. So we're keeping a close watch. Now imagine, Phil, beefing with the person that gave you a kidney. Well, according to Twitter's community fact checks, they're not beefing. Well, okay. To be fair, no one has come out and said they're beefing. She never said that they're beefing. Selena Gomez never said they're beefing. These are fans that are speculating that they're beefing because of statements. but what, there is one issue. There's obviously been accusations that Selena Gomez um, almost tacitly encourages her fans to accuse, to fight people because she never comes out and defends or says, yo, stop. The other thing is the person that donated the kidney to Selena Gomez never gave permission for her name to be out there. Some way, somehow, her details leaked. Um, the rumor is TMZ got the scoop from Selena Gomez's camp. And personally, if I, if, if you and I are friends, Dan, and you become the biggest, um, I don't know, prop prop comedian. <laughs> That's what you do, right? Like you become the biggest prop comedian in the world. Comedians for ED. Super famous. <laughs> Super famous. You're touring the world. You're doing your thing. And you now need a kidney. And I donate my kidney. I'm like, you listen, I'm giving you this kidney because you're my boy. But please, I don't want the fame you have. I don't want the attention you have. I just want to make sure you don't die. So please keep it on the low because people are going to want to know. And then we leave it at that. Then a couple of months later, my name is now in the press. I think that would strain the relationship, would it not? Absolutely. But here's, here's how stupid the story is. Apparently, the so-called reason why she's upset with Selena is she saw her drinking alcohol. And she's like, hey, that's my kidney. Is you putting alcohol... <laughs> But also, we don't know if that's true. That's a rumor. By the way, all of these Secondly, are rumors. And again, I just want to, I, I want to reassure our listeners that I could care less about this story. <laughs> but the people that pay for this podcast requested it. They want white so, people business, so they're going to get white people business. Also, as, you know what? I'm, I'm somewhat envious of some of these podcasts because they clearly don't care about facts and um, they responsibility. Just, they, just they just they just go. So here we are, Phil. Here I am trying to make an entertaining story, and you keep fact checking me. Fact checking me. <laughs> fact what? No. Fact <laughs> checking me. <laughs> anyway, ah, you really are angry. That's like your third slip up. <laughs> the fact is, yes, all of these things that I'm saying, none of them are really facts. It's all just rumors and speculation, and the kind of stuff that you would read about in Bossip.com, labeled very funnily. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, let's get to some music. Let's check out some music, what y'all. Um, friend of the podcast, Tammy Moyo, released a brand new song. Have you seen the video, Phil? Mm. I have not. Ha- Dude, I don't like this. This week, I've been so busy. I have not had a chance to listen to much music. I've just been listening to... It's also tough when you've got 
two jobs, <laughs> two two companies, and one of the companies is also making music. So now I can't, I don't have the time to listen to other people's music because I'm so busy with the music we're doing. So it's tough. Wah, wah, wah. I actually really like the song. It's a very nice like Afro pop vibe. I am feeling it. Tammy Moy, it's called Casanova. The video uh, drew a lot of attention because the, it's not a video vixen when it's a guy. The video vix. The video fox. <laughs> the, the video vapor up. <laughs> <laughs> is, uh, is uh, Baba Harari. <laughs> Mm. I, it actually and one of our patrons asked why weren't we the first why weren't we there and I literally called I her and I said tell me well done your song why didn't you call us to be in it and she's like you're the eighth did you really call her I did yeah uh, uh, <laughs> and, and she's like you're the eighth person to call me asking about the video the video I mean wow so, I was like, so then not only are you <laughs> lame but you're not even the first lame you, you're like near the bottom of the lames oh god <laughs> <laughs> but it's a, it's a pretty cool video and I really like the song. You know what I was thinking? I think I think um Tammy is obviously a very talented artist and she's obviously um she's got the the correct vibe, you know, the she's great on stage, she's all of that. But a lot of I I noticed that her songs were very they were more about, you know, let's treat each other well, kumbaya. You, you know what I mean? And that's that's all well and good when you're sitting and listening, but the DJ in Kama is going to be like, yo, I need to drop a song. This is what he needs, man. Yo, your body's on fire. Bring it here. That's what we need for the clubs. And then also, obviously, we need the stuff that Tammy does. Oh, well. oh. oh. Then, then, when is the last time you're in the club? Phil, the day is coming. The day is, you're going to be shocked when I walk in there. You're going to be shocked like, yo. Uh-huh. You're going to see, uh-huh. the DJ is going to shout me out. Uh-huh. No, he's not. But okay. Or the MC. Then which... Then which DJ do you know? Like which DJ are you tied with in the club? Which club DJ are you tied with? Uh, does Rex still DJ? Yes, I was I was with Rex. Ah, Sakapo. Ah, Rex. Rex is gonna get that message. Rex. Danny plus four coming in. Hey, we're, we're 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 dropping some stuff with Rex very soon. Yeah, Sakapo. Ah, you'll be shocked, Phil. You'll be shocked. Anyway, shout out to Tammy. I really love uh, the new joint. It's called Casanova. Check it out. Check it out. Um, 
Oskid hooked up with Mr. Brown to make a, a monster collaboration. It's called Mari. Mm. Uh, yes, yes, yes. Let me let me actually uh, drop it here. Um, and on this song is, uh, like I mentioned, Mr. Brown, Nice Killer, Uncle Epperton, Khadija, Prince Boya, and Poptane. Yeah, so check it out. Question of the day. Mari Uchabatikarini. This is, uh, this is uh, quite noteworthy because it's got so many artists on it, but it's actually a very, very vibey song. And shout out to Oskid uh, and all the mm, artists featured mm, on that mm. one. John, Job Razor has something new with Felinandi. Okay. This, uh, maybe I won't play it, but the video is, that's what everyone is talking about. Uh, mm, it's so. it's it's like it's cinematic. Let me put it that way. Mm-hmm. And I have to I have to give props. It's it's a, it's a little it's a little awkward in that it's like uh, it's set in the times of slavery and stuff. Mm-hmm. But I mean, hey, you know, it is what it is. And mm-hmm. and honestly, I I'm imp- I'm impressed that a lot of thought went into cinematography writing. You know, direction, all of that, and it came out really, came out cool. I think, in my opinion, Japres and Felinandi. The song is called Sarungan. Dope, 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 dope. All right, man. Shout out to them, man. Shout out to them. I think we should get to some shout outs. Um, as as uh, even though they're taking down our episodes at an alarming rate on Spotify, there is a wonderful feature that allows people to comment directly there for people that listen on on Spotify versus um, iTunes. And I went through the some of the comments earlier. Mm-hmm. There was a comedy from Chapio Musa. It was a fantastic episode. And another dope interview. You guys have a knack for making your guests feel super comfortable. That was him talking about Artu Baba and Larry Gaga interview. Very nice. Yes. And then uh, there was another comedy. As usual, content. No, sorry. As usual, fire emoji, fire emoji, fire emoji content. The Nadia saga was quite interesting though. That distinction between an appearance and performing is something which should be taught to people in the industry. It should be taught to people in the industry. Speaking of, I will be giving a lecture at my old school on Monday on the music industry. I have, not, have I prepared for that, Dan? Am I ready? No. I'm just going to wing it. Yo, what? people are giving like in-depth comments like that on Spotify? Damn. All right, cool. Shout out to y'all, man. Oh, there's, there's quite a few. Um, I'll go through all of them. 
because I hadn't, I hadn't been, I hadn't seen that they don't auto post. So there have been quite a few here. There've been quite a few. Hmm. Then Vimbai says, "Yes, white people business is hilarious." <laughs> you see, this is why we do this. We do this for you, the listener. Hmm. <clears throat> yeah, shout out, and our numbers seem to be returning on Spotify. Dan, we're doing really well. We're doing really well. Guess how I many? Hey, should I should I say it out loud? Let's hear it, Phil. Hey, we're open here. We'll tell Crims yeah. to cut it out. How many? Too low. <laughs> how many? How many streams do you think we did last month on Spotify? Yeah. On specifically Spotify, yeah, yeah, just Spotify. Hmm, the whole month. Let's let's assume yeah. we dropped five, six episodes, including the the time that we dropped several back to back. Some of them would be more popular than the others. Spotify, yo, I'm going to guess in the whole month. Yo, Phil. I- <laughs> I'm guessing I'm guessing 500,000 streams Phil. Nice. <laughs> what are you laughing at? Yeah, well, how many did we do? <laughs> I said the I, I said the number. I said the number. Check the group. Okay, let me see. Let me see. <laughs> ah, not bad, eh? I was going to guess 20 to 30,000 then I just decided why am I why am I pushing myself so low? <laughs> Fifty, fifty. Um, oh, very nice. Fifty-five thousand. So the people who start and they don't finish it, what are they doing? That is the question. We need. Who are these people that are starting the episode and just leave? I, I, I think they, they just start. I think you no know other things happening there. You know, I've realized is our intros are so hype. <laughs> People, people probably just use that as motivation. So they just they, start <laughs> listen to the intro. They play our intro in the hype. gym. <laughs> and then they just stop so that's why we need what we need to do switch around Dan we need to put our intro at the end of the podcast and then we'll have longer listens this episode our intro was pretty much at the end of the podcast there's gonna be some frustrated people (laughs) waiting for sets there (laughs) in front of the front of the bench (laughs) All right. anyway guys let's wrap it up Um, you know what guys I'm looking I'm looking to start a sports podcast because I tried to come on here and talk Dan and I, we're no longer aligning sportingly because he's very much into like fantasy football. I only watch Liverpool games, so I don't really know what else is going on in the league. I'm focused on the NBA right now. Dan has never watched an NBA game in his life. Not even, you know, not even once. I'm focused on Formula One. Dan has, Dan has never changed a tire in his life. So I'm looking for a sports car house. I've got drive to survive Can- on my to-watch list. But that to-watch list will probably, it will probably run till 2027. Yeah, at the current rate that I'm watching things. So, look, Phil, I might join you soon. No, I've given up. I've given up. Yeah, so, so, you know, like, even on my server, things are so bad, right? My Plex server is six terabytes. Mm. Most, of, most of it is unwatched stuff. And it, I got a notification that, yo, there's no more space on this disk. Yeah, it's late. And I was like, I haven't even watched anything on here. It's late. Oh, it's late. late. <laughs> All right. Uh, okay, Phil. Let's uh, let's wrap things up over here. My pizza's getting cold. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for tuning in. Uh, can we end the show with uh, maybe we end it with this uh, this new Mr. Brown Makadzi and Knox song? What do you think? Sure, sure. I think let's also add on. There's the new song by the Ascension and Svazuti. The Ascension being 
Cook sister and our homie Sharice. Doop, 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 doop. All right, uh, ladies and gentlemen, you can continue to support the podcast, twobroketimbles.com forward slash donate, where you will get the links to the Patreon. And once you're on the Patreon, we will give you exclusive benefits, such as uh, joining our exclusive WhatsApp group that have uh, great conversations at a high level. No spamming going on in there. We discuss some things that sometimes don't make it to the podcast. Sometimes we discuss the podcast we've had on here and we get to meet each other and meet really cool people. Uh, apart from that, of course, you will get first access to a, a lot of the products that we can come up with in the coming weeks and months over here on Two Broke Twimbos. For example, the interview that uh, we had with um, uh, uh, Cabal, a.k.a. Uh, Larry Gaga and Tubaba, we first dropped it for our patrons. Really uh, Patreon yeah. subscribers. Uh, you guys only got it like Zara Yaguruma. Zara Yaguruma. I'm, I'm hungry. Um, yeah, so subs- uh, go to twobroketimbles.com forward slash donate and sign up to the Patreon. The minimum is $5 a month. We would greatly appreciate Casmo small $5 per month, but the way your heart moves you to donate more, you're very welcome. There's other tiers available, such as the Mbinga tier, where you can show and flex your muscles. Let us know that when you walk into the club, the MC who is unnecessary, who stands next to the DJ, shouts out your name. Um, you may also support us, of course, by simply sharing the podcast, uh, retweeting, reposting when you see it on your social media feed. Uh, you can uh, just tell someone at the water cooler, hey, you know what I heard on Two Broke Timbos yesterday? ABC, ABC. And uh, also drop a comment, either Spotify, uh, when you listen to Apple Podcasts, whatever the case is, drop a comment. We'd appreciate it. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Uh, two broke twimbos. Danny, that guy, Phil Child on the socials. Mm. Uh, anything else, Philip? Uh, nothing. Just thank you, thank you so much, Pod, uh, for our Patreons for supporting us. As as Dan has highlighted, it's been a very tough, very difficult few months. Without the, the patrons, I don't know if I would have survived. So I really am grateful. Thank you, guys. You're the best. Lovely stuff. Oh snap! Oh wait, Dan, I actually forgot. Whoa, what happened? I gotta spend. I gotta send. A, uh, I've gotta give a Z shout out. A Z shout out to all the listeners in Dubai, particularly Kudzai Chigwedere. Love you. As you guys might know, one of my one of my my artists, my first client actually, my first ever musical client. Love him to death. Ray is now in Dubai. And he's been doing a couple of shows and, and he was doing his big show at the Breakfast Club, which used to be at the Burge. They've now moved to the Secret Garden. And I was like, hey guys, if you can, please support my boy. And they came out and they showed him love. And because I got a photo with him and Ray was really happy. Like even like after he said, he was like, yo, I just met someone listening to the podcast. They said you told them to come through. That was really dope. And I was just like, oh, yeah, thank you guys. Now you mean, it's, the, it's the small things. It's the small things, bro. It's the small things. What is going on with Janelle Monet? Yo. Nothing, Dan. She, have you have you not been seeing what she's been doing for the past two years? Look, I'm not complaining. I'm just shook. Anyway, uh, she 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 dropped a song with vaginas in nothing. There's nothing but vaginas in the whole song. Everyone was just a vagina. So you you're getting sparked by a little bit of nipple and the, and a big bum. God, Dan, come on now. Let a woman express her sexuality. Okay, okay. Yo. Anyway, okay, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we out. We'll catch you in the next one. Mm. <laughs> Yeah, and, and thank God uh, Janelle Monet is no longer dressing like the Monopoly man. <laughs> Monopoly man. <laughs> <laughs>